Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. Not with me today. Wheels Wienerker. I told Akiva, it's time for us to start discussing some good teams. Why don't we discuss, for example, the team that just went to the Super Bowl last year? And he's like, nope, not interested. I'm going to bed. I'm only here for the Jaguars and Washington and the Panthers and the Bengals and the Dolphins and every crappy team that Akiva never misses a podcast for. But yeah, we're here today to discuss the San Francisco 49ers ranked number four in our uh, preseason power rankings. And with us, I believe the first time he's been a guest on 32 Fans, but he can correct me if I'm wrong, is Eric Gillen. So, Eric, welcome to 32 Fans. Have you been with us before? I haven't, no. This is my okay. first time on the, on the pod. All right, so welcome. Now, I know that you've complained in, like, the chats that you think I have this, like, notorious bias against all the San Francisco or Bay Area teams. I hate the Niners. I hate the Warriors. So today's your chance to tell me why I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> You were definitely dunking on me throughout the second half of last season of the playoffs as the 49ers went on a tear. Um, so I'll start by, you know, giving you a layup, a chance to really go nuts on me. I will point out that in 2018, the <laughs> Los Angeles Rams went 13-3, and ran through the NFC, went to the Super Bowl. The next year, 9-7, and missed the playoffs. The year before, the Philadelphia Eagles went 13-3, and won the Super Bowl. The next year, 9-7. and uh, The Atlanta Falcons, the year before, up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl, of course, uh, the next year, they did limp into the playoffs, but um, the year before that, the Carolina Panthers went 15-1, and one, uh, went to the Super Bowl 6-10 and 10 the next year. So the last time an NFC champ won more than 10 games the following season, we have to go all the way back to the Seahawks, who went to the Super Bowl back-to-back years in 2013 and 2014 against the Broncos and then against the Pats, of course. So every one of those teams, I can tell you, you know, from talking to their fans, the Rams fans last year and the Eagles fans the year before and the Falcons fans the year before, and the, none of them thought, oh, we're, we're going to have a big fall off from the year before. We're going to regress to the mean. We're not going to make the playoffs, or if we do, we're going to lose in the first round. Uh, and they were all wrong. So tell me why the 49ers are going to be the ones to buck the trend, unless you think they won't. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm, cautious, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I think the biggest concern for the 49ers is – they play in the NFC West and yeah. there's three other really good teams in, in, in the division um, and their schedule is pretty tough. Um, the other reason I'm, I'm optimistic is with, you know, with COVID going, going on, uh, you know, they pretty much have, they have the same coaching staff and there's a lot of continuity, continuity there. Um, 
you know, they kind of they kind of had the the uh, same team coming back from last year. You know, a couple a couple guys have gone, uh, have have left. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll kind of be right in the mix again. Yeah, I mean, obviously, by definition, for a team to go to the Super Bowl, they're gonna ha- especially in a small yeah. sample size sport like football, you're gonna have to have luck involved, and so. Yeah, there's always gonna be a little bit of regression to the mean. A bunch of those teams I mentioned, it's a bit a bit misleading because to go nine and seven or ten and six doesn't mean you suck. It just means you know a couple of the bounces yeah. from the year before go the other way. Um, let's start right at the top with Jimmy G. He was one of the real uh, disagreements I think we were having during the season last year. Let me read what Pro Football Focus said yeah. about Jimmy G uh, in their preseason okay. preview. He's yet another mid-tier quarterback who can produce at a top ten level in any given season. I think that's pretty fair. I think that can be said for a lot of quarterbacks in the league. It can probably be said for, you know, the quarterback of my team, for example. Um, and obviously he benefited yeah. from a really smart coach, a really good system. He had the second most yak in the mm-hmm. league last year. So, um, you know, is, is that how you would see Garoppolo or do you think he's better than that? Yeah, I mean, I would probably say he's, you know, mid-tier quarterback right now. You know, I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm optimistic that he could, you know, make some gains this season. You know, he's only started, I think, you know, something, 20-something games. Uh, so I don't really see him as kind of like a finished product, what he is now, you know, another year in Shanahan's system. Uh, you know, I, I think that he can, he can definitely improve. Um, you know, he throws a lot of um, horrible interceptions at times, kind of not seeing the, the uh, linebacker underneath. Um, that's kind of his, uh, his you know, one, one of his huge blemishes. But, you know, um, yeah, I, he kind of has a bad reputation uh, in, in in the league and among other fans. But I think, you know, he's he's a you know above average quarterback that you know we he, we could see some big pro regression from him this season. Yeah, here's a question that we asked our um, Rams and Cardinals guests as well because you know it's a really good division. Yeah. It's also a division with no terrible quarterback. How would you rank the four? I assume mm-hmm. that Wilson's first, but how would you rank the four quarterbacks in this division? Yeah, I'd say Wilson's definitely first. I mean, he terrifies me every time we play them. Um, uh, and then I'd probably probably put Murray second, and then Garoppolo and Goff. Um, but I mean, wow! So that's yeah, that's, that's very confident in the second year player in the young guy. Yeah, I mean, especially against the 49ers, I mean, kind of that running quarterback, uh, avoid the pressure. Those are the kind of quarterbacks that crush crush the 49ers every season. Uh, and so I'm completely terrified of going up against them this year. Uh, in the backfield, you also have Raheem Mostert back, Tevin Coleman back um, to lead the running backs by committee. Uh, you know, you, you did lose one guy, but Jeff, Jerick McKinnon, when the 49ers signed him from the Vikings and gave him a ton of money, it was one of the first moves that like the Lynch um, shot that like the, the, the new, t- the new yeah. management in San Francisco had, it was one of their first big moves. And at the time, it seemed like, oh, what are these yep. idiots doing? You know, Lynch has no experience, and this is what happens. They're, they've had, you know, excellent yeah. running games with guys making no money, despite the fact that McKinnon has yeah. never played. So, first of all, is McKinnon going to play this year? I see him on the depth chart. Is he at all healthy? He, he seems, uh, you know, based off reports, he seems healthy this year. I mean, kind of, that was the same thing last year, and then he just couldn't, you know, he, he kind of had one little tweak, and he was out for the rest of the year. Uh I mean, so far it seems like he's going to play, but I mean, it's Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> I'm not counting. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not exactly counting on him. You know, it'll just kind of be a bonus if if he's out there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about him being kind of the third down back, 
But I mean, we'll see, especially in Shanahan's offense. Uh, who knows? With the running backs, it's a huge mystery. Yeah, I, by the end of the year, Mostert seemed like the most dangerous guy, but at different points, yeah. it was Mostert and Breida and then Coleman at once in a while. Um, well, how, yeah. how, so is is the plan for McKinnon, assuming he's healthy, to be the third down guy, or is that just sort of speculation because nobody really knows? Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. That, that's what I've heard is McKinnon's kind of going to be the, the you know third down back with kind of Mostert getting some of the – you know, I don't know. It's going to be – <laughs> No one really knows. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jan likes to keep, you know, his, <laughs> especially with the running back game. I mean, who knows? I mean, you also have Jeff Wilson Jr. And then they have two undrafted uh, rookies who have gotten a little bit of buzz to Michael Hasty is, is one of them. Um, but I mean, dude, they have six running backs, uh, you know, who knows? But I, yeah. I think it's going to be Mostert with a little bit of Coleman and then McKinnon as well. Yeah, Shanahan definitely an enemy. Uh, he's definitely an enemy of fantasy players, which is ironic because his oh, dad God, was sort yeah. of the opposite. The Broncos would plug in a random guy every year, but whoever yeah. was going to get everything and it was going to be guaranteed for twelve hundred yards, Olandis Gary, or you know, yep. yeah. random guy it was. Um, so let's go to the receivers for a second. You know, we'll start with George Kittle, who is obviously as good at his position as anyone in the league. Um, you know, other than maybe Aaron Donald or something like that, or even maybe he is as good as, you know, Aaron Donald in his position. Um, but at the receivers, yeah. there's actually, uh, you know, a little bit of flux from last year. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Marquise Goodwin is gone. Um, Debo Samuel, who was the best receiver, you know, down the stretch for the team, the best wide receiver, obviously kills the best, you know, target. Um, he's he's banged yeah. up. What's what's his health status at the moment? Yeah, so he had, he had that Jones fracture in his foot ankle area. Um, they're kind of, it seems like they're hoping he might play week one. I, I have my doubts. Um, uh, Trent Taylor had the same injury last year and it kept him out the whole year. So, you know, um, but kind of the plan from media is that he's going to be ready week one. Um, we'll see. <laughs> so, and then uh, Brandon Ayuk got hurt. He pulled his hammy uh, yesterday, I believe, in practice. So right now, uh, you know, both those guys can't go to start the season. Looking at Trent Taylor uh, in the slot and Kendrick Bourne. So <laughs> that yeah. So uh, the receiver yeah. So the receiver room gets you know pretty shallow pretty quickly, especially if IU you know. I was studying all the the uh, draft pick wide receivers because obviously my team was going to draft one as well. He was not a guy that I was particularly yeah. high on, but you know I'm the first one to admit that I'm you know far from a Mel Kiper and you know not a huge college football expert. So who knows? But if he, yeah. if he banged up and if Samuel's banged up, your receiver your receiver is pretty shallow pretty quickly. Now again, you still have Kittle, uh, Jordan Reed. Who knows if he can ever stay healthy? But I know that he's uh, he's yeah. in the tight end room as well. Yeah. And one team all, yeah, and they have all those running backs um, coming out of the backfield. Another guy you rescued from Washington, Trent Williams. Uh, he replaces the retired yeah. Joe Staley. This was a good offensive line last year. Mm -hmm. And Williams, you yeah. know, who knows what it's like to have not played for a whole year. But last we saw him, he was <clears throat> an excellent offensive lineman. Yeah. He's uh, sliding right into I, left tackle, I assume, right? Yeah, he's sliding in right to right left tackle. He's holding his own against Bosa and D Ford um, in practice. So, you know, all, all reports seem that, you know, he is, you know, back to his kind of all-pro ways. All right, so let's let's switch to the defense for a second. So um, you re-signed Edge Eric Armstead, but you lost to Forrest Buckner. He's on the Colts now. Yep. You're going to try and replace him with Javon Kinlaw. What are you expecting from him? 
so, you know, going to the draft, I, you know, I thought, okay, maybe we can get 80, 90% of force Buckner. Um, but kind of what we're hearing out of, out of camp and practice right now is that he's struggling a little bit. So kind of, I, I think 49ers fans have to kind of lower their expectations on what Kinlaw can do. Um, especially, you know, probably the first batch of games. Um, so he might be kind of a rotation guy. Um, so, yeah, that'll be tough. And then also, you know, our, one of our other inside guys, DJ Jones, just got injured as well. Um, so, you know, it, the uh, defensive line's looking possibly not as strong as last year. Um, and the so problem we'll is, you know, Bosa was so phenomenal as a rookie that I think he really raised yeah. expectations for, you know, what Kinlaw can possibly – and they're, you know, different positions. Bosa's on the edge more. Yeah. But um, – but Bosa had as good a rookie season as we've seen from a defensive lineman. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, his brother, I don't, I don't even know who was the last, you know, he was, guy to just know. emerge like that. Um, the linebackers a lot weaker than the front four. Talk about their linebacking core for a second. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they're actually really underrated. Uh, Fred Warner, I believe he was a pro bowler last year. He played amazing. Um, Quan Alexander, he tore his peck, uh, I think halfway in, into the season and he came back in the playoffs and he really struggled in the playoffs and he especially struggled in the Super Bowl. If you kind of go back and watch how he played in the Super Bowl, he missed a lot of tackles. Um, so I don't know, maybe he should have came back during the game and uh, kind of their uh, strong side linebacker, Drake, Drake Greenlaw was a rookie last season, he played pretty well. So I'm pretty happy with the, the uh, starting linebackers um, kind of depth wise, it gets a little shaky after, after those three. Uh, so yeah, I mean, your secondary also struggled in the playoffs. Richard Sherman, first of all, you know, he was yeah. you know, he was an all-pro last year. And really, it was a bounce back because the way he ended in Seattle and then his first year in San Francisco, he was not the same Richard Sherman he had been in his peak. But last year, he really, really was. Um, and so the, the first question is, can he keep it up? At, I think he's 32 this year. But then my, my real yeah. question is, who are the other corners? Because I think both Witherspoon and Mosley especially really struggled in the playoffs last year. Um, anybody's going to struggle against the Chiefs, obviously, in the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, yeah. what, what are your concerns at the cornerback position? First, Sherman's age and then the other guys as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sherman's age, him getting injured is definitely – I mean, if we lose Sherman, it's uh, – he played so well last year, you know, kind of as you – know, he's so good pressing as, a, as kind of a press cornerback. Um, you know, and then after that, you know, yeah, Mosley uh, struggled a lot last season. Uh, he got pulled – I think in both the Packers and the Vikings game. Um, I think he's the one that digs and, uh, beat on the Vikings touchdown early in that game. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. So they, they started him and he got beat immediately and then he got immediately benched. So yeah, Mosley right now, it sounds like Mosley is going to be, you know, on the other side of, of Sherman. And then they have Kwan Williams in the nickel with, uh, Witherspoon kind of as the, the fourth cornerback. It's definitely, you know, I, I thought that they would try to address that position a little bit, but we'll see. I mean, I guess, you know, you can only hope that, you know, Mosley and Williams uh, improve. We'll, yeah, Jimmy we'll Ward see. at safety, he had like a, a career year last yeah. year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jimmy Ward, yeah. Uh, you know, he was kind of – he was in the doghouse – I don't know. He's been in doghouse pretty much his whole career. He's switching back and forth from nickel corner to free safety. And last year, he just played really, really well. Um, and he really shorted up the, you know, the uh, safety position for the Niners, along with Hart. 
Akiba was asking one of our other guests, uh, do you think, I mean, I, I assume I know the answer for this team, but with the way that we've been talking the last yeah. couple of minutes, maybe I'm wrong. Do you see this team as more of a defensive team or an offensive team? Oh, um, <laughs> let me, or the way Akiba, yes, is, would, who's winning in practice? Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like the defense is winning in practice based off, based off reports. Um, kind of, well, I mean, it's, it's tough to say. I, I, I definitely think that the running game, the Fortnite's running game can, uh, can dominate at times. But, but then when it comes to, you know, the pass rush, I don't know. It's hard to say, oh, is it an offensive team or a defensive team? You know, I think both the offense and the defense has their, has their strengths. All right, so we've been talking about how the NFC West is almost certainly the best division in football this year, although the NFC South may have an argument as well. Um, what's, your, what's your scouting report on the three other teams in this division? Like, give me, like, your, you know, your one-minute take on, on the Seahawks first. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, uh, you know, outside of the Chiefs, they absolutely terrify me. Uh, they're, like, probably the one team that I'm most afraid of playing this season. Uh, Russell Wilson just has tortured – uh, 49ers his whole career and he did it last year and we uh yeah I mean those two games where we played were completely brutal and he's kind of you know like I said Russell Wilson is kind of the, he's the exact type of quarterback I mean that kind of that will give this this 49ers team fits with you know Bosa and Ford run up the field all he has to do is kind of you know miss one pressure and then he's able to you know an open receiver down the field so the Seahawks definitely terrify me. Um, the Cardinals, you know, their offense, uh, obviously their offense is, uh, you know, we saw glimpses of their offense uh, exploding last year. Um, you know, like I said, same, same type of thing with, uh, with, with, with Kyler Murray as far as kind of just being the perfect quarterback against this 49ers defense. And then the Rams, I, I, you know, I feel like the Rams are still, you know, an average team, but I definitely see that they're kind of on, on, on the downside. Yeah, I, I, they have major cap issues, and I think they're going to slowly start, you know, they're going to have to start, start to rebuild here soon. Now we have, with the three wild cards uh, back in the NFL this year, we have yeah. the first time in, uh, you know, well, the first time ever, I guess, the possibility of every single team in a division making the playoffs. I don't expect that to happen just because, you know, they're cannibalizing each other yeah. with, the, with the six games. But how many, how many playoff yeah. teams do you see coming out of this division right now? Uh, well, uh, definitely two. Definitely 49ers and Seahawks, I'd say. Uh, possibly a third. Um, yeah, two or three. Mm, okay. And, uh, but you, who do you have higher, the Cardinals or the Rams right now? the Cardinals. Oh, okay. So, uh, and I, yeah, you must really be high on Murray. You, uh, you think he's the second best quarterback in the division as well. You said, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let, let's play some schedule games. So the 49ers have okay. uh, one of the highest over unders at 10 and a half, uh, you know, the chiefs are at 11 mm -hmm. and a half, but, um, and, but it is, a, it is a, on the one hand you benefit because you get to play the AFC East, which is very bad. And then you get to play the NFC. Yeah. East, which is very bad. So, uh, other, you mm -hmm. do have the, the downside of the first place schedule traditionally, but then uh, the two divisions you're yep. facing pretty weak. So week one, you start at home against the uh, aforementioned Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close, close game, but I, I think the 49ers should, should be able to pull this one out. So win. 
All right, and then uh, weeks two and three, you play in the same stadium. You play the Jets and then the Giants, both mm-hmm. on the road. So I assume that they won't even fly home. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, usually they stay in Ohio. Uh, the, the Bartolo family has uh, – has a complex there. So yeah, usually they'll What's stay the on the Bartolo family's the relationship with the team at this point. Do they, do they still, I thought they sold them. No, well, Jed York is, you know, Jed York is a, a Bartolo. Oh, oh, I didn't know. Oh, okay. A, I didn't know that. He's a nephew of, yeah. Oh, I, I had yeah. no idea. Oh, I thought, cause I know that Eddie DeBartolo, I thought they forced yeah. him to sell the team or something. Oh. So yeah, Eddie DeBartolo is Jed York's uncle. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. they, they go to New York. They play the Jets and the Giants. How many wins are they getting there? Uh, win-win. Okay. So 3-0. Three three and and come back uh, for a long homestand. You play the Eagles first on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be another win. Uh, All right. 4-0. Then Eagles. you play the Dolphins. Scare me. <laughs> another win. 5-0. All right, and then uh, they play the Rams on Sunday Night Football again on October 18th. Yeah, uh, win. All right, so 6-0. Now you go on the road for a couple of tough games. And really, this, yeah. uh, the, the, this next month of the schedule coming into the bye, probably the toughest part of the schedule. First, you play at New England. Yeah, I heard Michael J. Clark pretty much easily give the Patriots this victory uh, yesterday, but I have to disagree. Uh, I think he's out of his mind. It's a win for the 49ers. All right, so now you're seven and zero, yeah, uh, and a most of the country watching uh, a late game as the <laughs> Niners play at Seattle in Week Eight. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be a loss. This is kind of uh, uh, all the pressures on the Niners; they're undefeated, and Seattle's going to nip them there, especially at Seattle. All right, and it doesn't get any easier because then on short rest, just uh, three and a half days later, you're playing uh, mm-hmm. the Packers on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think this is going to be a win. The 49ers have had the Packers number uh, the last couple of years here, so we'll give the 49ers a win on this game. All right, 8-1, and one, and then you go at New Orleans in Week 10. Yeah, I'll say uh, New Orleans is going to win this one. Uh, they'll get revenge for last season's uh, you know, amazing regular season game. Yep. All right, so 8-2 and two with the late bye. But uh, given you know, the, the last few weeks of that schedule, that's got to be pretty impressive. Uh, after the bye, you're starting on the road again at the Rams. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say the Fortnite's win this one. All right, nine and two, and then your only Monday night game of the year is uh, strangely it's against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Uh, Can, do you remember any game, classic but... Bills Forty ers games? Because I do not. Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I remember Chris Berman predicting them to play in the Super Bowl every year uh, in the early 90s. <laughs> that was, you know, that was his, his thing. Um, no. Uh, well, you just missed them, right, no, in 89 and 94. You sandwiched around there four consecutive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just missed them. Uh, I'll say the 49ers will, will win this one as well. All right. So now we're 10-2 and two at home against Washington. Will they have a name by then, or are they waiting until after the season? Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, probably not. Uh, win. Okay. And then at Dallas on Sunday night in week 15. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to, I think the, I think the Fortnite will lose this game. Okay. So just the third loss dropping to 11 and three. I'm, I'm sure they've clinched the playoff spot even with the loss, but, uh, in week 16, they go yeah. at Arizona. Can you sweep the Cardinals? Uh, 
Yeah, I think I think they'll just they'll squeak by the Cardinals uh, and win this game. All right, twelve and three, and I, who even knows if you need to play in Week Seventeen? But given that there's only one team on a bye now, yeah. probably you do. So Week Seventeen at home yeah. against Seattle. Yeah, I think this is going to be kind of a this is kind of going to be a rematch of last year where they're both teams were fighting for the one seed or the five seed. And I think this year, unfortunately, I think Seattle will win this one. So and wow, um, they'll so you probably get Seattle the one sweeping. or two seed. You have Seattle sweeping yeah. the 49ers. Still 12 and 4, so you're definitely taking the over at 10 yeah. and a half. Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and as we said, it would be the best uh, record for a defending NFC champion in at least six seasons, uh, were they to do that. What uh, other than the teams we've discussed, which um, you know, basically we've talked about Seattle and New Orleans. Who who are the real teams that you're nervous of, scared of in the NFC this year? Um, I guess the, the Cowboys. Um, I just think their offense is going to be really, really good. Um, we'll see. They have, they've had a couple losses on the defensive side, but their offense—I I think it's going to be very explosive. Um, Bucks. I, uh, we'll see. I'm not too sold on Brady. Uh, you know, I, I feel like he really regressed last season, and I don't know why. I, I, I know why they're getting so much buzz, but I, I don't really see it. Uh, I think I think the Bucks are going to be are going to disappoint this year. So, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks, Saints, and Cowboys are like the three teams I'm most concerned about. All right. So 12 and four with a two losses to Seattle. Yeah. Do you think you win the division or do you think you're a wild card with that record? No, probably a wild card. Okay. So here's the question that Akiva wants uh, to ask every team. Yes or no. Is your team going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, no. All right. And then of course, is your team going no. to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, Three straight road wins. So hard, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know that's why you know, last year was so disappointing. Uh, oh, I have to say no. It's going to be too. You know, if they don't win the division, it's going to be too hard. Of you know, they might have to play the Cowboys and the Saints and the Seahawks to get there. And that's just. I think the Four have a really good team, but that's just that might just be a little bit too much. What is your Super Bowl pick right now? Ooh, uh, I would probably say Chiefs, and I guess I have to say Seahawks. All right, wow. So very high on the Seahawks. I'm sort of shocked with all the Seahawks love. <laughs> they, they sign a safety, and all of a sudden everyone wants to, to crown their asses, as another NFC uh, West yeah, coach once said. Yeah, I just – Russell Wilson just last – I mean, I was so – like, Russell Wilson's just playing completely out of his mind. He's on, yeah. like, an, another level, and he – yeah, I mean, if they can get – any, you know, if they have another year with, with Metcalf, yeah, I'm just very impressed with them, unfortunately, and they're kind of like the 49ers kryptonite. All right, let's switch gears for a second. So uh, you're also a Warriors <laughs> fan. Uh, your team and my yeah. team were uh, fighting for the, uh, the final pick in the, in the uh, lottery uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, whenever this is yeah. posted. Uh, what's your, I don't know if you've done any research yet, what's your early take on the top of the draft? Yeah. Who do you want the Warriors to get? Who are you uh, not wanting the Timberwolves to take at number one or if they trade the pick, someone else? Uh, you know, well, I, I definitely think the Warriors are probably going to trade the pick. Yeah, there's also um, talk of the Warriors trading the pick. That's true. Although, look, yeah, when both the one um, and the two teams are trying to trade their picks, Probably not a strong endorsement for the top of the draft. Yeah, it is. It, it appears to be very, very weak. 
Yeah, I, I mean, what I've seen like seven or eight different guys mock to one. So I mean, that <laughs> kind of reminds me of like the, the year that Bennett uh, went went first overall. They were kind of so that that scares me. Um, you know, I I guess um, I guess I guess Wiseman they kind of need a you know probably a, a big man, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, drafting a big man that high is always scary. Um, but I, I'm kind of hoping that they that they trade the pick. What trade What trade targets are you looking for? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of talk about the 76ers. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're targeting they, Simmons uh, or Embiid? Uh, well, I'm guessing probably more Embiid, but I, I, who knows? I mean, obviously, you know, Warriors fans are, have kind of been uh, notorious for thinking that they can kind of just grab any guy off any team. Um, well, when Kevin Durant joins your want, team, when you've already yeah. won 73 games, you start to think like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think the Warriors are going to make a big move, but I, it's, you know, it's hard to say what exactly that will be. Um, yeah. Do you think Andrew Wiggins will be on this team at the start of the season, or will he be part of that big? Team? I know I don't. I definitely think yeah. he'll. I mean, if, if they're trading, the, if they're trading the number two pick for uh, an established guy, they'll definitely have yeah. to trade. Yeah, yeah they need for the con- just for the contracts reason. exactly. Yeah, yeah to make them fit inside. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? What else can we talk about? Uh, again, I don't know when this is posting, but we recorded this during the yeah. uh, RNC. Did I have to pull you away from the TV? Uh, <laughs> No, I was, was going to say, I'm like, thank you for inviting me to the uh, RNC Night One uh, recap pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Chester. Yeah. Yeah, we will not. Uh, be... No, let's not talk about that. I don't, uh, I don't I, want to I, keep it a band from the chat. I will say, I did. Um, I watched all of the, I mean, I watch all the conventions every year because I'm a nerd. And I watched all the 2016 RNC, just it was such a horror show. And like, yeah. I don't know if people remember at the time, yeah. but because like every Republican just assumed that Trump was going to get killed at the time. Nobody wanted to speak, yeah. and so there were no senators, there were no congressmen, there were governors, there was nobody. Uh, Bob Dole was in a wheelchair uh, in the crowd. He was the only former Republican candidate for president who came, and it was just like all the family members and random, you know, eighty sitcom stars. Scott Baio and yeah. Kevin Sarbo. So this year they actually yeah. have yeah. everybody's been making fun of like the ridiculous list of speakers this year. And again, if we're posting this two weeks from now, this is all very dated. But um, like, it's actually a more normal as hard as it is to imagine this is much more normal than four years ago like people forget but like you know they actually have a couple yeah. of editors and they have like a governor and you know i mean they do have trump filling every single night during the 10 o'clock slot and they have all his uh kids even tiffany who only reappears every four years for a convention and then yeah away again but um yeah i have not seen any of it um i actually did not watch any of the dnc live except for the last night i i would watch later that night or the next morning on YouTube where I can watch it at like one and a half speed or two X speed and zip through it. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing too much of that this time, but my Twitter <laughs> yeah. has had enough highlights tonight. So, or low lights. So yeah. Lights. I can't watch, I can't, I can't even watch the Democratic convention. It's just, uh, I, I don't see any value out of it at this point. Um, yeah. Well, the other, lesson, saw, honestly, yeah, from 2016 uh, and like people talk about like, Oh, you know, like Biden's going to kill Trump in the debates. And it's like, none of these things matter because I remember the 2016 debates were considered decided wins yeah. uh, for one candidate. And it wasn't the candidate who's currently in the White House. So it's hard to think any of this. Yeah, much. nothing matters. Yeah. Yeah. And no, also yeah, yeah. the people who tend to watch conventions for the most part are like 80% partisans on that side already. Um, and then I guess, you know. Yeah. So I don't really see, watching. especially. Yeah. Yeah. More than that, actually. Yeah. So what else? Should we talk about your San Francisco Giants? Uh, <laughs> not much to say there. 
nope. Uh, we might have been bombed already. I'm not even sure. But I always try and go yeah. over just to be safe. <laughs> we have to edit out some, uh, you know, uh, somebody yeah. started dropping a ton of F-bombs in the middle of the podcast, and we got to edit it down. We want to make sure we still have our, our clean 32 minutes. Yeah. Are you a big San Jose Sharks fan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you are. Oh, how are the sharks? Uh, I, I, they are horrible. They are, uh, you know, they, they were in the playoffs for 20 years and now kind of it's all come crashing down and they're probably gonna be one of the worst teams for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. I really, um, yeah. I, I, as soon as the uh, wild loss to Vancouver, I really stopped paying attention to the playoffs this year. So I don't know what's going on in the, uh, yeah. The sharks there. were horrible this season. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry to hear that. Um, but it looks like the 49ers are set up to compete for, you know, at least the next few years, although uh, not winning the Super Bowl yeah. this year, that is a guaranteed lock from you. So uh, I, yeah. I, I hope that you are not disappointed. <laughs> I hope that you are correct that they don't win the Super Bowl. Not that my team is going to do it either, but I, I, I still haven't made a, a Super Bowl prediction. But I think, I think it's going to be Kansas City. I have no idea who's coming to the NFC. I think it's really uh, such a crapshoot. Last yeah. year, Seattle and Green Bay were such unimpressive teams with impressive records. And so... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.